tonight, a scary night for Hangman just before Halloween. Lashley puts down the beast and NXT pull out all the stops to cause havoc. Plus, the second challenger in the Knowledge Championship winner stays on gauntlet and promo series will finally be announced. And Travis to Walker Anderson apparently has something to say. Hey yo, it's Thursday and you know what that means. Welcome to Max Wrestling episode 397. This is your captain speaking along with the reigning Max Wrestling television champion, Al Hefe, Moses Marquez. Bam, right there. Good morning. Top of the morning to everybody. What the fuck does Trav got to say now? Um, I mean, you should know he's in your stable now. I'm just, I mean, as a guy in his stable, when he's just like over in his corner doing stuff, you don't ask questions. You just try to find the result later. So I leave uh, him to his own devices, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and as you all know, you don't need me to tell you your current reigning world champion just passed 200 days this past week. Um, Under congratulations. Oh. We're, we're going to do something that we haven't done since December 2021 this week. We're going to predict NXT. I'm shocked I know, and I'm, and odd and shocked. I'm not up to date with it either, so it's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be like an <laughs> like an impact show. We're, we're literally going to spin the wheel and make a deal. Um, I'm down for the cause. But before we begin, remember to like and sub to us on YouTube.com slash Max Wrestling and follow us on social media at Max Wrestling UK. That's right. All right, then. Let's kick it off with Halloween Havoc. Oh, um. Was it an actual like, like pay per view last year, or was it an, an, a special episode of NXT? Uh, special episode. I want to say they did it like one time as like an actual like network special. You know what I mean? Like the whole pay per view, blah 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 blah. But I swear they were doing it as like a, a um, like a TV special. You know what I mean? Well, oh, it was a special, yeah. but it was on TV. I know the first one definitely was a TV special because it was like two weeks. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Back to I, back. I don't weeks. know about last year, but yeah, I, I think I see. I may be mixing them up. I mean, it, it may be right. So this may be like the first like actual premium live events version of Halloween Havoc for WWE. Um, it's good for them, I think. All right, we have six matches. Let's kick it off. Do any of them with... include any of the main roster stars that showed up the other night? Um, Because that would just really even throw no. more of a wrench. In the... Okay. They were just there like, for the ratings. <laughs> for the ratings grab that didn't work? Not quite. Um, all right. Let's kick it off with Apollo Crews versus Grayson Waller. Uh, what spin the, the fuck? Spin the wheel, make a deal match. So we don't know what the stipulation is going to okay, be. Okay, when the fuck did Paulo Cruz go back to NXT? Oh, All he's right. been he's been there a while, a couple of months. Has um, he really? And he's dropped he's... the accent. Again, it, it, it shows you how much I've paid attention. Right. <laughs> um, so, don't quite know what the story is between these two. Like I said, we haven't been keeping up with NXT, so forgive us for our ignorance. Fun. Um... Don't forgive us. Join in with the ignorance. Come on, Dan. <laughs> Apparently, this match was set up uh, only a couple of weeks ago on the Waller effect. So Grayson Waller has his own talk show now. Of course he does. <clears throat> um, uh, <sighs> fuck it. I'm going to go for Apollo Crews. Just just spite the living hell out of Grace and Waller. I, I want to do the same, but like something tells me like that's just gonna bite us in the ass. Uh 
<laughs> but then again, but then again, NXT has normally been very good on the whole. He's new. We can't really let him lose because he's new. Ish. Mm-hmm. But then again, new ish. Uh, I, I want, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go. Let's go. Apollo Cruz. Come on. Right. Come on, Apollo. Two for Cruz. Two for Cruz. Two for the Uha Nation. <clears throat> um, also, in a spin the wheel, make a deal match, but we already know the stipulation for this one because uh, they must have spun the wheel on NXT on Tuesday. Oh, come on. What do you mean you spun the deal and already made a deal? This is a Weapons Wild match. I'm, I'm assuming what? that just means hardcore match. Uh, Roxanne Perez versus Cora Jade. Of course, they did the whole pick your poison thing this week um, with Rhea Ripley and Raquel Gonzalez. Martinez? Yeah, I always want to say her old name. I keep forgetting. Rod- Rodriguez. Rego Rodriguez. <laughs> I'm so, we were like, uh, typical Mexican last name. Uh. Yeah, that other one that ends in Ez. There you go. There's a bunch <laughs> of them. <laughs> Um, so I know Cora's the heel, Roxanne, Roxy is the face. Um, oh, oh yeah, they used to be tag team champions and Cora mm-hmm. did the whole throw it in the trash thing. So, uh, if this is the end of the feud, then surely it's got to be Roxy, but. <clears throat> so that's my whole thing. Cora Jade's been, you know, she's attacked people with like a skateboard before, so, you know. Yeah. Jimmy Darby Allen, if you will. <laughs> um, and I think I thought you were she lost to Mandy Rose. Right. Yeah, that that's it. They've just been former best friends, former tag team champions, going at it. Um, I'm still not sure why Cora J turned on Roxy. Reasons. <clears throat> For reasons. Um, but. I'm going to go against the grain with this one, against the obvious comeback revenge storyline and just pick Cora Jade. I was um, leaning the same way. I think she's just a little more recognized by the main roster mm-hmm. and possibly being pushed more. So, And Ro- Roxy's still young. Yeah, uh, and I, I don't know. I'm already going with the edgier factor. You know what I mean? Like, it's a hardcore match. Obviously, the baby face is... Not somebody who's used to hardcore matches. You know, this little Core Jade is. She's done plenty of them, so. Yeah. Yeah, Core Jade. Uh, an interesting factoid. I'm going to thank Chad for this one for pointing it out. Um, Roxy competed on SmackDown this past week, obviously against. Uh, wait. On NXT, sorry. Mm-hmm. No, wait. Oh, she was on SmackDown, yeah. Okay, uh, okay. She competed on SmackDown. She is the first person to compete on SmackDown that was born after SmackDown debuted. What the fuck? So SmackDown began in 99. She wasn't born till 2001. She's only 20. Oh, my God. <laughs> makes just, my, just makes us feel old. My back just went out just from that sentence. Like, that's how old I just got right there. Like, my whole back went out. Yeah, so this, this girl just made a debut on a show that's older than she is. Are you kidding me? <laughs> ninety nine. It started in ninety nine. Wow. Like I'm not sure how many people have competed on Raw that 
were born after it debuted. How, like how many people were born after 93 that have been on Raw? Oh, Dominic. Dominic's got to be one of them. Uh, born after 93? Oh, there's got to be a crap. I would say Soraya Page. I'm pretty sure she was born after 93. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's a, there's, God, God there's a few, uh, there was, a, who the fuck is sticking it? I want to say Ziggles. Ooh. No, no, he's got to be older than that. You think Ziggles is our age? Quiz question. I want to uh, say, he don't want to say he's younger Yeah, jeez, he was, he was, he's 42. Get the fuck out of here. No, I mean, I was giving him all kinds of credit, that bastard. He's old <laughs> he, shit. He just guy. doesn't age. No, hey, good, good for you. I'm going to double check on Soraya, though, because I'm pretty sure she was born. 90, ooh, just before Raw, 92, so she doesn't count. If any, You know what, TikTokers out there, if you know who's been on Raw that was uh, born after it debuted, let us know. Peter Dune. Peter Dune, obviously. Peter that Dune. Young, that young uh, cat. That's, oh, God, okay. Well, I mean, there's a bunch. Let's see here. Let's, I'm looking. Uh. Has Noam Dar been on fucking... Yeah. When was the last time he's been on anything, let alone, you know, Raw? <laughs> Is he still employed? But I def- don't know. Definitely Dominic. Um, <laughs> uh, wait, wait. Um, did Nicholas ever compete on Raw, or was it just WrestleMania? No, it was I know I was he's been Mania. on Raw. He's showed up on Raw, but... <laughs> no, I don't think he ever, like, actually... Quit telling me Will Ospreay. He wasn't in any, he wasn't anywhere over there. So stop it. That's all I got. Other than that, uh, it, Cameron Grimes, if and when he ever does. And then oh, Rhea Ripley. Oh, yeah, there she goes right there, Rhea Ripley. She's only ninety uh, twenty six. She was born in ninety six. Uh, Bianca Belair. No, she's eighty nine. She she's the same age as us. No way. Okay. I'll take it. But anyway, we're going to get carried away with this. So Absolutely. if you know any more, please let us know. Uh, all right. So we're both going Cora Jade on that one. <clears throat> uh, I came to work about a drink this week. Ah, um, ladder match for the vacant North American championship. We okay. have Carmelo Hayes. Know him. Uh, Von Wagner. Know him. Wesley. Mm-hmm. Know him. Then we got. Oro Mensa and Nathan Fraser. I beg your pardon. I mean, Nathan Fraser, I know of, but who? Oro Mensa. Oh, he's a former NXT UK champion. But uh, still oblivious Oliver to me. Oliver Carter. For yeah, sure. Yeah. So he's only just debuted in NXT in September. Uh, yeah, so he's he. Nah, I don't think he's gonna be winning it. This motherfucker's brand ass new. Yeah. How are you brand ass new and get into the thing? Ooh, what the fuck? That's that's I'm... kind of a tough one. Like, I'm not picking this one because he's the most recognized to me. But I think Carmelo Hayes. I wanted to. Yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. Where I just kind of want to give it right back to Carmelo Hayes. Not just because, like, oh, well, I know who Carmelo Hayes is. Because, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I could totally use that as an excuse, but I'm not going to. Um, 
I have no idea why they took it off him in the first place. Because, like, it was taken off solo within, like, two weeks. A week. I I was going to make up a reason, and it didn't even sound that good to say it. So I was like, nope, not going to do it. Um... But that's the whole thing. Do we? Do I really want to give it right fucking back? I do. I do. I do want to give it right back. But. God, I fucking hate that I'm saying this. But. The Great Edge's baby. Uh, Von <laughs> Wagner. Has been on a goddamn tear lately. And they do want to push this guy. And I have been seeing them want to push this guy. As much as Carmelo Hayes is just over-the-top extra in the man, and I'm sure well, he should be in the running for the title. But then again, he already had his shots. Different argument for a different day. I hate that I'm doing this, but give me Von Wagner. Oh. The giant edges, baby. That's right, giant edges. And the great, well, I should say, the great edge. The the. It was a great collie and the edge. If you like, just the fucking the, the edge, yeah, yeah. There you go, the edge. Terrible. I think a dark horse in this match would be Wesley too. Right, Wesley. I mean, especially now that it's not, you know, that's the other thing too. Especially going into this blind. If we were going into this blind and it was under the diff, the old management, the uh, you know, the fucking uh, goddamn brother love edition of NXT. It'd be predictable as a son of a bitch. I'm sure we'd be able to. We'd probably hit fucking uh, 80%, 70% minimum. You know what I mean? Correct answers. Now, I don't know. You know what I mean? Now they could be wanting to actually try to push people. They mean, especially a Wesley type. You know what I mean? The guy was had a, had a very good tag team that they fucking loved. And then Homeboy did some stuff. And we won't talk about that nor give him the time of the day. And... But I get you. Get you. Uh, what else we got? Okay, an ambulance match between Julius Creed and Damon Kemp. If Julius loses, Brutus Creed has to leave NXT. That's right. Julius is the smaller of the Creeds. That's right. And then Damon Kemp. Damon Kemp is a part of the Diamond Mind, and he is actual the actual brother of uh, fucking Gabe Stevenson. Uh, so Damon okay. Kemp uh, turned heel on Diamond Mine, attacking Julius. Mm-hmm. So Br- Brutus is the one who looks like a mini Brock. Yes, I like that guy. He's awesome. <laughs> but then again, Damon Kemp is pretty good, and they're loving him from what I'm being told. Like They liked right. him way more than his absolutely famous brother. You know what I mean? So um, I can't see why... Brutus would have to leave NXT without Julius, so that stipulation doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. So, uh, Damon Kemp at the top. There we go. Like that's my only other guess. Julius wins, keeping both in NXT. I did not read the little stip on the bottom. If Julius loses, oh well, that's only if he loses. So if Damon, if Damon loses, nobody has to leave. Yeah. So. So th- I think we just answered the real question. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to say it's too obvious because they might swerve us, but That's true. it seems obvious. Yeah, I mean, I do know that they want Roddy. I know that. Well, no, pause. Let me stop myself. Uh, I know Roddy's situation is up in the air. 
I know that he's kind of wanted out, but he wants to hang out. And now he knows that everybody who wasn't main roster quality all of a sudden is main roster quality. So now is the idea to hang out a thing. Who knows? I don't know. You know what I mean? And that that's where I'm immediately with do they really want to break up the diamond one? You know? So we'll but no, I'm with that. I'm with Damon Camp lose him. That way they don't break up. But yeah, because there's no reason for them to. Yeah, I mean, if one's going to leave, then surely it makes sense for them both to leave. Right. And then main roster debut, but we, uh, we'll we see. Um, Maybe this leads to the, to the NXT debut of Gabe Stevenson. Yeah, that would make sense. Gabe Stevenson. Keep them both. So keep the Creed brothers both together in NXT, and then you got a tag partner for Kemp. Makes sense. And then that way, like the hardcores, the you know the guys know. Oh, Damon Kemp, that their brothers, and and there you go. Um, final two matches: women's championship. Uh, Mandy Rose defending against Alba Fire, aka Kaylee Ray. Mm-hmm. Um, it's time. It's time. I mean, Mandy Rose was NXT Women's Champ before Bad NXT started. Yeah, and honestly, she's carried the uh, the women's division. Absolutely. So guess where she's going, bud? Ta-da. To to the main, which needs some fresh female blood. And trust me, she'll get over. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it, especially now. I mean, she was half ass. She was half ass over just being on the main. Yeah, she got better on the. And that was just on her looks. Exactly, just off of being hot. Now she's better in the ring, better on the mic. She's a better superstar. God, I hate using that term, but it's true. So yeah, it's she's uh, she's definitely been putting in the work in NXT to really redefine herself and get better at her craft mm-hmm. um there's a lot of comparisons to trish i see the same comparison like oh, trish sure. really learned her craft and became one of the best so ah. people and for anybody who's already like getting ready to shit on trish yes her moves may be basic but understand she came from being a literal swimsuit fitness model to a legend of the women's professional wrestling yeah, and this was a time where pretty much every women's match was bra panties, evening gown, fucking gravy bowl. And if it wasn't, it was a, it was like a two and a half minutes. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Trish pulled out some wrestling moves, which kind of was faded out of women at the point at the you time. You know how to wrestle? <laughs> Wait, you can hit a bulldog. A water? Yeah, shockers. We knew. But yeah, pass the torch. Uh, no pun intended to Alba Fire and Mandy can go to the main. What do you mean, no pun? Come on, if I can buy it. <laughs> Seriously, that was a very unintentional pun, but I'm taking it. Right? <laughs> like, I'm just going to slide right into that one. So, main events, more than likely. Triple threat match for the NXT Championship Braun Breaker versus Ilya Dragunov versus JD McDonough. Is that how you say it? McDonough? Um, that, I, I, that's how I pronounce it. Dugan? McDugan? That's not how you say it. I don't fucking know. I don't give a shit. 
Why'd you change his name? How? What is so wrong with Jordan Devlin? Right. I don't understand what was so wrong with Jordan <laughs> Devlin. <laughs> makes no sense. So <sighs> now you've like you've you've kept the uh, the initials of his original name and just given him an, an extra name. Yep, makes no sense. You're like you know that JD that still stands for Jordan Devlin. What? Yeah, now you're just McDougan or whatever the fuck on the end. It's like you, you you know the E in WWE still stands for uh, the the second W still stands for wrestling. What what what? It does what? What's that word? We don't know that. Oh wait, we just we do now. That word. I was just gonna say they just relearned that word. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm I'm on the same move here with with Mandy gone, Braun's gone, and there's been talks of Braun leaving for a while. Uh, does does he need to go? No. He's great leaning at NXT. I mean, him destroying everybody doesn't fucking suck. Uh, then again, we're not, you know, up to date with like a motherfucker. Uh, but then again, I, I, I always want to look at it as like we can look at Mandy and, and notice that she's going to have an immediate impact on the on the main roster, at least yeah. to a degree. And the 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 reality is, is when I look at it the on the opposite side of the coin for Braun Breaker, I look at it as, well, what the fuck is he going to do on the main? You know, he's not going to be some gigantic attraction. You know, he's not going to garner all kinds of ratings. He's he's going to be that NXT guy they bring in. I mean, they already showed him on the fucking, uh, what was it, at Extreme Rules, chilling on the sideline. Or, I mean, not on the sideline, but chilling in the crowd. So, I mean, he's got to go. My question is, is... Does that mean Papa H is, or that's my guess, who's running this Papa H, or, or let's go with Uncle Sean, let's go with that one. Um, does he like his Finn Balor mini, or does he want Elio Dragunov, the guy that put on bangers with uh, you know NXT UK? I'm leaning towards Dragunov. But then again, I keep going back to, if Braun goes, what the fuck is he going to do on the main? And if he loses, is him hanging? If he loses, him hanging out in NXT make any sense? I feel like it's double edged yeah. sword here. Um. Uh, so Dragunov obviously was the UK champion, which he had to vacate back in July when he got injured. Yeah. Um, McDonough's already challenged Braun not awesome. too long ago at Heat Wave. Um, so bold prediction. Uh, Breaker wins. Fury cashes in. Oh yeah, I saw that tease. Kind of that it, it makes the most sense because he's not going to beat Roman. Yeah, I guess it still sounds dumb. I think a lot of main roster fans would be happy if he went back to NXT too. I mean. Again, yeah, I mean, I, I don't hate the idea now that you say it like that, because, again, I'm thinking about it. What the fuck is he going to do? What can he do? Hey, the guy's not even in the program right now. He's just running around with a briefcase. Yeah, That's getting it. beat up. That, that, that is it. Um, fuck, man. Why do you make compelling arguments <laughs> like you do? Because that's a great one now that you make like because I'm just like, yeah, just fucking give it to Dragon Off and you know, turn a new leaf and this is the new NXT and blah 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 blah. And 
Now it's like Braun Breaker wins, gets his ass beat by dipshit. Sure, that sounds way cool because it does. The the thing is, my bold predictions are often wrong, even though they they make more sense. Well, that's the problem. When you make too much sense, especially in the wrestling world, they're like, nah, we don't do that yet. Nah, I'm going to stick with Dragunov. Just because you said that now. And now watch it. Now watch it come true. Finally, it's going to come true. It's coming true now. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, we we got two that are different this time. Right on. We're usually on the same wavelength. Well, it's a time. All right, then. Um, so that is NXT Halloween Havoc, and we are five weeks away from the seventh annual promo series, Rising Storm, the event where shit hits the fan. Sir. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to know if you can finally strip Travis Anderson of the group MVP title starting next week. I want you to post and comment as much as you can for the rest of the month, and that title could be yours. We'll also be predicting Survivor Series, but we do have our own series of events too. Moses defends the television championship, who, as of a couple of days ago, is now the longest reigning TV champion in match wrestling. Uh, 98 days today. And your opponent, the jury's own Cypher, gets his fair and square rematch in the first ever TV triathlon. Triathlon, your ass down the street. What's going to happen? In a promo exhibition, it's Mike Larkin going one-on-one with Daniel Crimmins. A rivalry renewed, and this time, a rivalry personal. You're telling me personal. I'm excited for something that we didn't know was coming, and then bam, now it's here. Now I didn't know I needed it so bad. No, it came out of nowhere. Rematch from uh, Promo Slam 2020's pre-launch show. Um, also, my world championship is on the line after over 200 glorious days as I defend against Travis Walker Anderson and the lawyer, Chad Malcolm, in a triple threat cinematic extravaganza. And it's just on to me that we are both the longest reigning of our current championships. There we go. Yes, sir. And finally, the Phoenix defends the Knowledge Championship in the traditional Winner Stays On gauntlet. We know that challenger number one will be Beer, finalist in the inaugural Knowledge title match way back in 2016. And we know that the third challenger will be your captain. But what about the middleman? What about challenger number two? Well, that is no longer a mystery because Phoenix or Beer will defend the title against the OG, the first ever Knowledge Champion, the one man with the Dadcast Instagram. Kitty killer. Oh, son of a bitch. Sorry, Phoenix. Uh, Kenny also was the first person to ever defeat Mike Larkin in trivia competition. That's exactly why I'm as excited as I am. And as we know, Mike is the god of trivia. So, promo series 7, Rising Storm is set to blow your roof off. For more information, go to maxrossing.net slash promo series 7. Sam! And now, for stupid shit people say online, this is shit Mark say. Son of a bitch. <laughs> OMG, Kevin Nash. Who the hell told you tonight was open mic night, bitch? Tell me you did not just say that. WTF, thought he was dead, LOL. Names have been changed to protect their stupidity. Do we have any TikTok nerds this week? 
Okay, so oh God, and this is this is this sucks because he's like a, a he's a cool guy. He's a friend of mine. Oh no, but um, there has been a narrative going around, and I don't want to say it's just on TikTok. I, it's fucking everywhere right now, and I think you can attest to this. The idea that Tony Khan has completely ruined anything possible or anything uh, positive for AEW. Okay, so um, there is a. I'm sure you know you know of Cat Williams, correct? The comedian, oh, yeah. comedian. Okay, so uh, on TikTok, you can use these fan fantastic things called sounds. And what he was uh, referring to was uh, it was it was just a picture of Tony Khan just sitting there, kind of with a dumb look on his face, and Cat Williams in the background. He says, "How do you get a job and fuck up everything?" <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, and I'm like, "Okay, it's we're three years in." NXT has lost every time they've gone head to head, and that included this week. They have re-sparked pay-per-view numbers and the idea of ordering wrestling pay-per-views. They revitalized Ring of Honor barely, but they're already in talks with a streaming deal, which is something we can get into later. And they they've helped build countless stars as much as everybody wants to talk about oh mox and brian and kenny and these guys and all them and that's the reason sammy got huge danny garcia got huge wheeler got huge fucking mjf is gi goddamn motherfucking gantic okay you see what i mean look and and that wouldn't have happened without AEW and without tony khan so this narrative right now that he is you know, the fucking devil, if you will, you know, AEW is WCW 2.0 is a very dumb narrative to have. All of a sudden, there's somebody from the E making sense, and now you guys really got diarrhea of the mouth. <laughs> you know, people used to pick and choose their battles when it was the old man because, oh, well, sometimes the old man kind of got right, and so oh, we have to back him up because he's kind of right. And, oh, well, he's wrong. Well, he's an old man. You know? Now it's Papa H. Well, we already know what we've been doing, and we're the superior. No, you're not. No, you're not. He went balls to the wall out for NXT this week, and they and they lost. Against baseball and everything else, they still lost. So, like, come on, bud. Come on. And I will be replying. And now you're, you're curious of my rebuttal. I will be replying in a video to this young man later on today. But again, I won't I won't say his screen name. I'll just wait for you guys to check it out on the TikToks, Max Wrestling UK. He is a friend and he does like we do have mutuals, you know what I mean? He's cool people. But what, like I say with Dave last week, if even though you're my people, you put your foot in your mouth, I'm gonna call you out for it. Well, that very much ties into my first one this week. Oh, let's um, go. It's everyone's favorite Mark Niccolo, you empty-headed fuck. Um, man, you can you can pretty much catch anything negative about AEW every single week from this guy. Um, he's like in the wrestling cringe Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. This tweet says getting three hundred k less viewers than average is amazing. AEW is definitely healthy and growing right now sarcasm throughout uh first of all it was a different night than their usual time slot second of all even though they moved they were still up against like you said nba opening night 
MLB playoffs, and a main roster-studded NXT pay-per-view go-home show. And they still won. But, but, (laughs) but, but, hold on. Hold the phone. Pump the brakes, as they say. How often does Raw and SmackDown lose like 400,000 viewers for Monday night? Or or let me me simplify. How often does uh, Raw lose like 400,000, 500,000 viewers for a good Monday night football game? How often does SmackDown randomly lose three, 400,000 viewers because it's fucking Friday night? Come on. Were you really like, again, on a different day? With nothing but big time demographic. Big time demographic. Mind you, do you know what was on on Tuesday at the same time as Dynamite NXT for this number to drop? Besides the two opening games for the NBA, it was game five of the ALCS, the Yankees versus the Guardians. (laughs) And the Yankee and the Yankee demographic. And this is talked uh, talked about by everybody. Pause. Let me stop myself. The New York demographic is so goddamn fucking vital and huge. They're watching the Yankee game, and yet they still got a good number. It's called that there's other shit to watch, but and yet you still lost. So, speak speaking of SmackDown, a show that pulls over like two million viewers every week. Didn't they go to FS1 one week because of uh, Clash and they ended up with like 800,000 viewers? Mm. That's a big I'm, drop. I'm so I'm, – I'm, you see this right here? This is called thankful hands. I'm <laughs> thankful that you brought that up because here's the fucking reality. In about two and a half weeks, they're going to get bumped again because there's a little thing – called the world fucking series that has to play on Fox because they own the rights to the world series. Yeah. And that's so when they moved last a, year. Exactly. I was going to say, as like, there's a game on Friday and there more than likely will be, they're getting pushed to FS one. So, so like again, that, that's not even a different time. slot. that's the same time. slot, just on a different channel on a, ch- on a ch- different channel than half of the people don't have you cut your demographic directly smack that right middle in the half okay now you again you want to play you want to play fucking apples to oranges we want to play the comparison game what happened when aew left tnt for tbs how much of that viewership changed oh none of it none of it changed it increased you say shock diet <laughs> The shit you say. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the next, shit you spew. Next up, we have Christy. Bunch of numbers. There's Shot a lot really of bunch there. of numbers. On oh, shit, God. Not this fucking broad. Uh, oh, this Whoa. is a good one. Uh, literally, this tweet is, what's so good at New Japan Pro Wrestling? It's not even in English. I fucking seen this and I wanted to throw something and hope and pray the metadata would carry it and throw it through her computer screen. First of all, it is actually available in English. Thank but you. second of all, what what's what's wrong with it not 
being in English when it's a Japanese promotion. Thank you. It's not like it's fucking here. It's why, why, is, why, does, why does it have to be in English to be good? It's There's not plenty. in Canada. It's not in Australia. <laughs> it's, it's not in Austria. Like, where, where in the motherfuck? Where in the fuck? Like... I, I could show you a bunch of foreign films that are awesome, and they're not in English. The funniest part about this whole thing is it's like, it starts off by Japanese wrestling. Not in English. Okay, well, hold on. What was the first word you said? Japanese. <laughs> is there a reason why it wouldn't be in English? Do they speak English in Japan? Well, no, they speak Japanese. But why isn't it available? Why is it not in English? Because it's fucking Japanese. (laughs) Fucking Japanese, bro. (laughs) But the fact of the matter is, is all of the major promotions in Japan, I think except for the women's promotions, so don't quote me on that. I think except for the women's promotions, all have an English translation. So what the fuck, bro? When you can't read? Subtitles? Thank you. You can't read a motherfucking subtitle. Come on. I know a lot of people actually prefer the Japanese commentary. They got no idea what they're saying. But that energy from the Japanese commentary. Oh, that excitement. It's like it's like <laughs> listening to two morrows that you have no idea what the fuck's going on. But you're like, oh, I'm excited. I'm tuned in. God. I miss my uh, and finally, we have Pew Pew. Sure. So... Chris Jericho signed a three-year extension with AEW this week. Uh, Pew Pew says, good. Stay in the minor leagues playing pretend wrestler. I'm sorry, Pretend pretend wrestler. That's Chris fucking Jericho. The guy was making history in WWE probably before you were even born. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Explain to me how this veteran of... 25 years, almost 30. Right, I was going to say almost 30. Is playing pretend wrestler. A guy who's wrestled in Japan, in Mexico, all over the world. Mm -hmm. All fucking over the world. This guy went from being uh, a a dude in in Canada, a dude on the Canada circuit, to exactly what you said, work in Japan, work in Mexico, working WCW, Carry help carrying that motherfucking company up until when did he go to uh, WWE? 98, 99? 99. 99. When he showed up there in 99 and took over fucking WWE. He, he, he literally took over WWE. He was the fucking first universal champion. He beat the Rock and Stone Cold. Oh, the Spudic, sorry. He was, he beat the Rock and Stone Cold in the same night. He In, he, in San Diego, I still know to this day because it still haunts me. <laughs> he debuted by interrupting the Rock in his prime and hung with him on the mic. In his prime. Not guitar strumming Rock coming back once in the blue moon. Not um, I show up on a vidya because I'm too busy clanging and banging. Nah, this was Untouchable Rock. This was flashy white shirt, fucking sunglasses and the gold chain out there taking 20 minutes of your time of enjoyment. That Rock. That guy. 
the people's chair. And nobody talks about The Rock's promo from that night. Everybody talks about Jericho's debut. This is true. But again, but again, he's a fucking go. He's hanging out in the minor leagues. But but again, we gave a whole list of reasons why it's not minor leagues. Oh, yeah, we've already done that one. But he, I, I have to give one more just just because I am a, such an asshole. Has AEW ever been pushed aside for a dog show? <laughs> I, I understand mainstream sports. I understand the NBA. I understand the NHL. I understand baseball, football. You can throw in rugby, soccer, tennis, even a motherfucking dog show. Remember that. They are marks, and that's the shit they say. You're idiots. Mike Larkin versus Daniel Crimmins. Promo series, November 24th, 2022. You see, this isn't about titles. This isn't about faction warfare. This is about two men showcasing their talents. This is about two men showing off their intelligence. This is about two men bringing the absolute best out of each other. And Daniel, let's be honest. We know who the best is out of the two of us. Two men. One promo exhibition. One more time. 34 days, Daniel. It all started at Promo Slam 2020. You decided. I'll pick the easy target. I will go after Daniel Crimmins. I will go after him. DC. Hi, Dan. We're not done here yet. We've only just begun. I'm saying, you know what? Annie up.
Welcome back to the Cap and Mo Show. We're here every single Thursday. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, wherever you may be joining us. Still to come, this week's Geek of the Week, the best of the week, and this week's Dynamite has a bitter end. But first, it's time to go back in time with This Week in Wrestling History. October 14th, 2012, Jeff Hardy defeated Asshole Aries to win his third TNA World Championship at Bound for Glory. James Storm also defeated Bobby Roode in a street fight. Aces and Eights defeated Bully Ray and Sting and Tara became knockout champion for the fifth and final time defeating Miss Tess Macker. Uh, Bully Ray, of course, turned out to be the leader of Aces and Eights, so that was fun. Uh, speaking of asshole Aries, he also lost the Impact World Championship to Johnny Impact at Bound for Glory on the same day in 2018. He then proved what an unprofessional piece of shit he is by getting straight to his feet after taking the pin, flipping off the fans and walking out of the arena and essentially walking out of Impact on their biggest show of the year. What a dick. October 16th, 2011, at Bound for Glory, again, Velvet Sky won the Knockouts Championship for the first time, defeating Madison Rain, Mickey James, and the champion Winter. Rob Van Dam also defeated Jerry Lynn in a full metal mayhem match. Uh, AJ Styles defeated Christopher Daniels in an I Quit match. Sting defeated Hulk Hogan. Surprisingly, it wasn't really as bad as it sounded. It was a bloodbath, that's for sure. Um, and Kurt Angle controversially retained the World Championship against Bobby Roode. I say controversially because pretty much everybody was sure that Roode was going to win. Um, I think he won a, a, a tournament to face Angle, and it was like the beginning of his big singles push after um, the, the, the Fortune, I think they broke up around that time. So yeah, it was kind of the beginning of a singles push for Bobby Roode, and everybody expected him to win it at the biggest show of the year, but Angle won. Um, but you know, every cloud has a silver lining because Roode went on to win the championship further down the line. Um, pretty much throughout 2012 as the top heel, and he was an awesome heel during 2012. That was easily uh, his best year, and in my opinion, one of Impact's best years. So, swings and roundabouts, as we say. Uh, October 16th, 2021, FTR's current reign as AAA Tag Team Champions began as they defeated the Lucha Brothers um, on Saturday Night Dynamite. FTR are still champions on day 369 today. October 18th, 1998, at In Your House Judgment Day. I'm going to go into detail on this one because it's one of my favorite um, Attitude Era angles. Stone Cold Steve Austin was named special referee as Kane faced The Undertaker for the vacant WWE Championship. It was vacant because uh, Undertaker and Kane both pinned Stone Cold at the same time at the previous pay-per-view breakdown. Um, and Vince stripped Austin of the title because there wasn't a clear winner. Um, but it was clear that Austin lost. So... <clears throat> Previous, um, in the build-up to this match, Vince McMahon had threatened to fire Stone Cold if he failed to call a winner in the match. Uh, and at the end of the match, after Undertaker knocked out Kane with a steel chair, Austin refused to count the pin. 
and followed up Undertaker's arguing with a stunner and his own chair shot. With both men then laid out Stone Cold, counted both men down as a double pin and named himself the winner. Pretty much provoking Vince and daring him to fire him. Um, McMahon then proceeded to, of course, fire Steve Austin to close the show. But Austin would return the following night to famously confront McMahon with a prop gun, forcing him to pee his pants. It was later revealed that Shane McMahon was the one that rehired Stone Cold Steve Austin to a five-year contract. Thank you, Shane. Um, and October 19th, 2003, at No Mercy, Vince McMahon defeated Stephanie McMahon in an I Quit match. This was just days before her real-life wedding to Triple H. Uh, it also removed her as SmackDown general manager. Obviously, she needed to be written off for wedding, honeymoon, whatnot. <clears throat> um, Kurt Angle defeated John Cena. and That was a banger, by the way. And Brock Lesnar defeated The Undertaker in a slightly underwhelming main event. Uh, it was a biker chain match for the WWE Championship with an assist from Vince McMahon. Not quite as good great as their previous main event the previous year at No Mercy which was a Hell in a Cell match nonetheless and finally today in history in 2013 without a contract AJ Styles defeated Bully Ray to win the TNA World Championship for the second time at Bound for Glory due to not having a contract AJ then left TNA with the title and proceeded to defend it at indie promotions despite being stripped of the title by Dixie Carter they basically did the, the CM Punk angle but he actually did go off and defend it on the indies for a, a few months before coming back to confront Magnus and they of course had a title unification which of course was AJ's last match in TNA and that is your history now let's uh, let's bring Moses back in, please, because it's time to guess the wrestler. I wonder who this could possibly be. Guess the wrestler. He's the bestler, better than all the wrestler. Um. Money, money, money. Oh God, no, <laughs> worse, even worse. But this is gonna be fun. Fantastico. Um, all right. Let's get this shit a rocket. Oh my god, you're fucking joking me. Rated best gimmick in nineteen ninety-five by the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Ninety-five best gimmick. Ninety-five. Ooh. Here we go. Just so you we know the GCW in this one is great championship wrestling. We're not game changer. Great championship wrestling. One time heavyweight champion. Tag team champion with Johnny Swinger, three-time television champion, and United States junior champ. All for great championship wrestling. Let's see. He also was North Georgia Wrestling Association tag team champion with some dude named Ashley Clark. Some fucking nobody. Somehow, someway was ranked 85 or 85th in the PWI top 599 and then plummeted to 374 in 2003. Oh, okay. 2003 just threw a curveball, not Vader. No, no, no Vader. But because you brought Vader up, WCW tag team champion with one Alex Wright. He was a one-time cruiserweight champion and a two-time 
television champion. Oh. Okay, so who had a great gimmick in 95? Sucked in 2003 and won a bunch of tag titles and cruiserweight titles. TV titles, the one to be worth TV on. titles. There you go. That's the one you should be thinking about. Let's see. I'm trying to this, think who sucked in 03. This ought to give you a nice little fun. Uh, well, maybe. We'll see here. He was a part of a group called the Dancing Fools. Him and Alex Wright. That was their tag team name. He was also shockingly a part of the NWO Wolfpack. Okay, so that's ah. that's a good one right there. And then if this one big show? No, sir. This one right here, if this one does not give it away, I don't know what else will. Oh, why the fuck did I say big show is a cruiserweight fucking champion? Cruise away. And <laughs> you're just thinking, you're just thinking. Reunited with said tag team partner Alex Wright in 2001 to join to to form the team the Boogie Knights. Wait, not Disco Inferno. Oh, baby, it's Disco Inferno. <laughs> God damn oh, How in the fuck? I'm I, I'm calling Dave out for the how in the shit fuck does a disco bastard have the best gimmick in '95 ever ever mind you? How does he win a bunch of titles? Well, the the I remember the television thing. The television championship was hot potato belt for a little bit because they liked having it won on television. It was a big moment. Um, I do remember him winning the tag titles with Alex Wright. Um, I do remember him competing a bunch for the cruiserweight title. I don't remember him winning it, but I guess he did. Hmm. Hey, I guess good for him. Oh, fucking disco. All right, then. In, in other news. Um, so obviously last week, Bray Wyatt returned on SmackDown. We got his first promo. It was very, very different. Um, we got to see a more real human side of Bray that we've never seen before. Um, obviously got very emotional. Uh, it was kind of short really, but I kept getting annoyed with SmackDown because they advertised it right from the beginning and on the graphic, it said Bray Wyatt up next. And then it wasn't up next. There was a match on, (laughs) then they, then they, then they showed the recap of his return and it said Bray Wyatt up next and it wasn't up next. So they kept the same graphic all night and they kept saying it was up next, but obviously it was the end of the show and whether they went over or something, but the promo was pretty short. I mean, um, and it was, you know, it was, it was basically just him thanking the fans and everything. And, um, then of course he was interrupted by his new alter ego. Yeah. Was it Uncle Howdy. Uncle Howdy. Um, I think at one point they were trying to call him Uncle Brody, huh. or no, Uncle. Uh, was it, was it Uncle Brody or Uncle Harper or something like that? They were trying to incorporate, you know, they were trying to incorporate his friend somehow, some way. But I think that's what they ended up going with Howdy or whatever. 
But no, like the the promo itself didn't even feel like it wasn't even Bray Wyatt. I swear to God, Wyndham Rotunda was out there talking to us. So it was great to see that, uh, you know, give them their time, let them speak. You know, he and and, and, it, and it's great to hear it. You know what I mean? Like we felt like, you know, we were the ones hoping he would come back, willing him back. You know what I mean, you know, oh, you know, hopefully he's not beating himself up too much. And he he's you know, he reflected on that, which is huge. Not a lot of people do, you know. And that was a good thing, and and it's great to see him back. I'm glad they gave him his time. Uh, I'm just super curious now what they're going to do with this Uncle Howdy thing, and how are you going to play it two ways? And is he a face? Is he a heel? Is he uh, what is he? You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I, I mean I I know all about the inner turmoil thing. <laughs> oh, you're telling me, bud? Um, I've seen the first hand I have with you. So yeah, I'm interested to see how they do it, how they pull it off, and if we're going to see that human side of Bray again, or if that was just a one-off. One thing we do know about Bray is he can play a very wide variety of characters. That he can. That he can. So, I I don't really know what or who Captain Howdy is, but... If if he's gonna like appear as a physical manifestation, or if it's just these videos, but it it's it, it's intriguing. Like I tune in. Like I I went so long without even watching Raw or SmackDown. Um, occasionally, I'd take a look to see what was going on. Now it's like I'm watching every episode to see what Bray does. What is Bray gonna do next? And I miss that feeling from WWE when it used to be. Tune in to see what Stone Cold's going to do. Tune in to see what DX is going to do. Now I want to see what Bray's going to do. It's going to be was, fun. There was a time where Raw, what's CM Punk going to do this week? Yeah. <laughs> there was always something worth looking forward to, and now it's SmackDown and Bray. And the question is, is how long can they keep this going? How long can they give us, I don't want to say what we want, but give us, you know, Bray in this form of a, of this form uh, and then, you know, who is this first feud? Where is it going to go from here? How long is he going to have some inner turmoil before he gets, you know, in some action? Yeah. R- or is he going to wrestle himself first? Because that'd be funny. Or no, not funny. It'd be like very Undertaker-ish. Yes. Um, rumor, of course, he could be the one to dethrone Roman. I mean, the fans are definitely behind him. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know if it would be like too soon to just instantly give him the title or if it's too soon to like instantly put him against Roman, but either way, he's got so much momentum on him right now. That he does. Um, and speaking of momentum, Bobby Lashley's carrying some momentum, fucking shattering Brock Lesnar in a way no one has done really since, I don't want to say Goldberg because that was like five seconds. Undertaker. There we go. Let's go with take. No, nobody's thrown Brock around like that since Taker. No, not in a long, long, not since he's been on the football field practicing with the Vikings. Has somebody thrown Brock around like that? <laughs> um, but it's, dude, talk about building the shit out of a match that we've been wanting for a long time, man. Yeah, and that like beat down on Raw was great for Lashley because it makes him look like a legit threat to Brock, which is something that doesn't happen. No, but if you're going to make money after this match, you need to believe Lashley has a shot. A real shot. Like, yeah. I, I, I... God, this is going to be fun. And they're doing it perfectly. 
perfectly so far. Only downside. I don't know how. Oh, hold on. Wait. I was going to say, I was like, I don't know how they're going to mess this up. But now you're going to tell me they're going to figure out a way to mess this up. Only downside is probably going to be in Saudi. You fucking just killed my whole buzz, man. Undo it, Timmy. Come on. That needs to be a fucking pay per view, bud. I mean, bad timing. Like, the only. The next pay per view, obviously, is Survivor Series, and that's all about team warfare. But. Yeah. Um. I think they need to look like equals because they both got that MMA background. Mm-hmm. Lashley's, I mean, Brock's obviously the more accomplished in terms of UFC, but I think Lashley's actually done more in terms of fights. He's yeah, he's had more fights. Um, and I want to say he was undefeated a lot longer. Well, no, he, no, pause. I know he was undefeated a lot longer because technically Brock lost. Brock lost in his, he lost in his third overall fight and his second UFC fight against Frank Mayer. Yeah. So, hopefully, hopefully, it's uh, the beginning of another push for Lashley. Like, I don't want to see Brock just come in and squash him. No. I mean, if, if if they go, like, 20 minutes beating the crap out of each other and Brock wins, that's fine. Yeah. But I don't want to see anything less than a 15-minute match out of him. But they even don't then... Don't tell me they can't do it. No, even then... It, I think more people would be happy if Lashley won. Yeah, I know I would be. Brock is. Let's see, as he well losing to Roman, honestly, at this point, like it's not really going to hurt many fucking people because you know we already know where he's at in the you know the stature realm. But beating Brock when you're not Roman could be huge for you. But I don't think it's going to be a bad thing for, for for Brock. He's Brock. You know what I mean? He's not going to lose any of his muster. So, no, I'm totally with you. I could the, – the idea of having Lashley win would be better because of the obvious he's at least at round all the time. Man, I mean, he's not going to be taking long periods, you know, long fucking hiatuses, hanging out in Canada and all kinds of other shit. So, yeah, no, I would love that. Plus, then that would re – that would re-elevate – Bobby Lashley in a in a in a much um, main event stat, I guess, like old kind of way. Like he, that would be huge for him. Yeah. Um, and JBL returning to Raw now, managing Baron Corbin yeah. with his baggy ass pants. Baggy ass pants. <laughs> Corbin kills me. That guy. I I don't know what Corbin was wearing, but who who the hell dressed JBL like those? They were too long for him. So he's like, and, I couldn't, I didn't have time to see my tailor. And fucking, uh, what, what's the Irish guy on commentary? Uh, Patrick, something, something, Patrick. JBL's limo starts pulling up. There's fucking giant ass longhorns on it. The the logo JBL is on the plate. And he's like, oh, who's this? You must be new here. How do you not recognize that limo? That's why I said you must be new here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it was also announced that he was going to be there. Either that or it leaked. But everybody knew he was going to be on Raw. Good for him. I mean, it's he is going to make a very interesting manager and and what a dude to put him with, you know what I mean? He was already like hated in his own right JBL was, and now you're going to put him with a guy that everybody already hates. I think it's going to work awesomely. Yeah, and it's almost like the same turning point JBL had when he went through that transition from Bradshaw to JBL. It was very unexpected. 
Um, I don't think any of us predicted it was going to be the beginning of this huge run as a singles world champion. Right. Um, I but it, I, I mean, if, so. if that's what happens, then JBL can do wonders for Corbin. Fuck yeah, he can. And he's obviously still got the gift of the gab. There is no shutting that guy up. I was just gonna say. Well, I was just gonna say. I was like, he can't be shut up. Is what it is. You know what I mean, he's got too many. He's got too many hands and too many pockets. Yeah, he is unshut upable. You're fucking telling me they'll fire people to not and then not shut them up. Speaking of which, we move on to Dynamite. Uh, MJF and Regal. What a fucking beautiful cinematic segment. Um, I like I said in the group, my my eyes welled up. It was just. The emotion from MJF and the, just that sly reaction from Regal. The fucking best. This was Ugh. the best promo. And I and I'm and I'm literally like I I I can't he's had some amazing promos. He's had some pipe bombs, some whatever the fuck you want to call them. MJF literally goes out there and rewrites the promo game as often as he can. And he did it again with this one. It's, to me, this was the best promo he's cut yet. Um, the way William Regal just stared at him, snarling like a fucking just an asshole, was excellent. Everything about this whole thing was excellent. He's like, you know, I did all this to light a fire under your ass. This made fucking people hate William Regal. I don't know how the fuck you can do that, but they made he, he MJF made people hate William Regal for the way he was treated. And it made you fucking love, love MJF to the point where this guy could totally. And I've been saying it for months. You've been saying it for months. He could totally be the face of this goddamn company. See, so. I, I was kind of the opposite on I didn't hate Regal. Because I could tell what was coming. Just the look, that look in Regal's eyes is the look that says, this is exactly what I want to see from you. Mm-hmm. And that, that's exactly what he said. But he also had that great line of, you know, how Regal was brought up in the wrestling business, how he went to carnivals at 16 and was wrestling men twice his size and twice his age and getting the shit beat out of him. And he was just like, if all it took for you to nearly quit was a bloody email, you've had it easy, sunshine. I mean, in all retrospect, if you look at it like that, yeah. A fucking email that made you get in your feelings as compared to getting beat up as a teenager getting beat up by grown men for many, many years until you can make it somewhere. On Just your to, own, mind you. Not mom and dad. You're not going home. Yeah. He's uh he's sleeping in the back of the the, the camper. Just to reiterate, mm-hmm. William Regal's a tough son of a bitch. Yeah, you're fucking telling me about it. <laughs> um, MJF again showing how masterful he is at making you believe every single word he says. Oh, and yeah. And just blurring those lines between reality and kayfabe. And maybe none of it's kayfabe. Maybe this is literally MJF. I wouldn't be surprised if it was. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's kayfabe. Like, I, again, he's that fucking good. And he also brought up the point that WWE is going to be going for his blood in two years. He's yeah, very much war. aware of that fact. Well, the fun, the, the funniest part about it is that was something like we kept joking about when the idea of him leaving and, oh, well, I'm not coming back. And, oh, he's going to the E, he's going to the E, going to the E, going to the E. 
now it's gonna now you guys are really gonna see what a bidding war is about. With Papa H on that other side, he's gonna say, Okay, make the fucking kid an offer. No, make him another one. No, make him another one. No, make him another one. You know, he's gonna show up at his house one day. No sledgehammer this time. But you know, he's gonna be right. like, Hey, 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 come on. You know, he he's gonna wanna be convincing. And that's gonna mean that these guys are gonna pay out the fucking nose for somebody of MJF's, you know, uh caliber of talent. So yeah, yeah, it's going to be a gigantic bidding war. I won't be surprised if this kid ends up making like one point two a mil, one point two mil a year. And this is where Regal becomes so valuable to Tony Khan because Regal's been on that side. Yeah, yeah. In the WWE camp, he knows how they operate. If anybody can help CK keep MJF, it's William Regal. It is William Regal. Um. Another great showing from Tony Storm. Um, can we please just drop the interim? She's fucking earned it. Yeah, especially since we don't know when fucking Thunder Rose is coming back. Or if. Or if. Um, but yeah, another great performance from Tony. I mean, a great performance from Sheeta too. The fans didn't really know who to side for, but the match was very, very solid. And then nice to see Rio back and receive a decent ovation as she cleared out Team DMD. Like also they say, unexpected, ahead. extremely unexpected. But like the boys say in the Discord, Riho means ratings. Yeah, it's. I don't want to say surprising, but I don't think anybody really thinks about how over she is. She's fucking dumb over. I mean, she may have not got that big of a pop, but I assure you, she is over shit for the television audience. Yeah, I mean, first ever uh, AEW Women's Champion. Yes, sir. Um, now, according to the 434, Darby Allen attacked Darby Allen. That Darby Allen is out of control talking, beating up Darby <laughs> Allen. I'm sure that brawl went all around the parking lot and then, then some probably off a ladder into a pool with a skateboard up their ass. I don't know. I mean, Darby Allen, Darby Allen beating up Darby Allen is not so far from the truth. That's what he does. But this is true. he was attacked by um, Jay Lethal and... Mm-hmm. And, his, and, and his boy Sanjay Dutt Sanjay wasn't very annoying this week He didn't speak so much Yeah, good stuff, thank God Keep it that way Yeah, please, just keep it that way Um, Then we had an, A Ring of Honor World title match Which I think was an Excellent way to showcase Dalton Castle To a wider audience You literally learned everything you need to know about him In that one match Dalton Castle is the motherfucking man. He's the fucking man. Everybody's already saying he's got a way better entrance than Jericho, and he does. There's no denying yeah. that. Um, he Dalton Castle, for those that don't know Dalton Castle, for those that didn't watch Ring of Honor and didn't pay attention to anything outside of the E, uh, and all of a sudden you're watching this product. First off, congratulations. Thanks for you know opening up your brainwaves. Secondly, um, you're going to fucking love Dalton Castle. Why? He's over the top. Two, he is, he is as over the top as can be, but he's really good in the ring. The yeah. guy literally broke his back for this industry. Quite literally broke his back for this industry. He, for a dude who is not the size of a Wardlow, of a Brock Lesnar, of a, anybody of that stature, he makes suplexes look easy as fuck. And he was tossing Jericho around like it was nobody's business. He's just amazing. And then all of a sudden he gives you the 
gives you the peacock strut. It's got to do the peacock strut. You know what I mean? It's the it's it's the business. I'm glad he's here. Um, and then with the uh, with the news of uh, a TK with a Ring of Honor television show probably happening soon, more than likely probably going to be on like uh, HBO Max. Yeah, or something like that. I know they want to say they want to put it on a streaming service, and right now HBO Max is chomping at the bit. It's going to be great. Don Castle, a whole. I would rather him be on Dynamite. That's just, but that's a personal thing. There's a lot of guys I would. There's a lot of guys that are currently on Dynamite that I would rather put on a Ring of Honor show, and you can just hang out on HBO Max and get big like that. And Don Castle ain't one of them. I don't want him to go to waste in, on HBO Max. I want him to get all the exposure. He's over his shit, and the guy hasn't really been back that long no um like i said if you've never seen dalton castle before and this is your first time watching him what you see is what you get you saw the greatest hits of dalton castle in that match what you Um, see is what you get and commentary also did a great job of like telling us who he is what he does you know his move set everything about him um that was your introduction to dalton castle it sure was um, but Jericho's rebellion against Ring of Honor continues, and not only that, but Wheeler Utah isn't happy with Danielson. Hold for, on, wait, uh, no, 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 you, no, you said it's 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 uh, Jericho's like issue with the Ring of Honor, with the Ring of Honor and the Honor and this and that. If that's the case, he put his hand out. If that's the case, how come we're not blaming Dalton Castle for putting his hand on us, walking down along and then flipping him off? <laughs> I I died at that spot. I'm sorry. I just had to bring it up. I died at that spot. Oh, I mean, Jericho then fucking tombstoned Jerry Lynn on the title. Dead. On Dead. the stage. Which I understand he wants to go through, like, all of, like, the Ring of Honor champs. And I'm like, bro, Jerry Lynn does not need to be wrestling. Nobody. Nobody, buddy. Nobody. I also, I also love how there's still some people that don't really get it. Like, why Jericho is A, ROH champion, and B, why he's got this vendetta against Ring of Honor. He's one of the biggest heels in AEW right now, and him going against everything Ring of Honor stands for as its world champion is perfect. He's a sports entertainer. Yes. Who has the Ring of Honor, a professional wrestling lineage kind of championship, at least in how they're playing it. And he's spitting on it because he's a sports entertainer. That's what this, it's fucking, it's excellent. It is excellent. And then again, he's going down the fucking list. As many guys as he can beat up, you know, that were Ring of Honor champs. And it's been awesome. Now, my question is, is who's the Ring of Honor champ to beat him? And right now, all, excuse me, all roads point to Joe. Hmm. I mean, depending on how his recovery goes, we got Adam Cole, baby. Yeah, hoping the best for that guy. Right now, it's looking scary still, though, but we'll see. Um, and then, like I said, Wheeler Yuta is not happy with Danielson for falling for uh, Garcia's deception. Mm-hmm. Um, which was which is very interesting. I've never really seen that side of Yuta where he kind of stands up and talks down Danielson. Or he stands up for himself. He shows he's got a spine and a backbone. Good but for even, him. Even Danielson just sat there and took it like, yeah, he's ashamed of falling for that deception. 
That he is. I mean, you know, he, he thought he was better than that. And it sucks. Oh, well. Um, and then main event, of course, um, which everybody was talking about, ended on a very sad note with Hangman literally turning inside out, landing on his head. Um, apparently, he got knocked out from the clothesline, like not when he hit the canvas. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has, you know, been and gone from hospital. It was a concussion. Yeah. And, you know, you can say that, okay, he wasn't even kept in, but concussions can still be really fucking dangerous, as we've seen. Oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. The people that think about concussions as nothing. So let me... Let me play the uh, the advocate here of the why we need to be worrisome of concussions. As a guy who at one point was covering NFL, the the professional football league, the NFL, um, the amount of concussions we were seeing on a daily, on a weekly basis was ridiculous. Uh, I remember one in particular last year where uh, a Charger player, Donald Parham, was going across the end zone, caught a pass. As he caught a pass, he got hit hard. And he went down awkwardly, and he stiffened up and everything. And he It took him months to recover. He got hurt last season, last season, and just debuted last weekend and get got another concussion that quickly after having almost a year off of football. Actually, probably a year off of football. And then now we're talking about guys that don't wear helmets, guys that don't have padding, Talking about guys that take it on the fucking chin. This thing is fucking scary. Okay. It is a scary, scary thing. And according to, from what I heard, he just wasn't, he wasn't, for a while, he wasn't moving. He wasn't responding. He was just out. And they didn't know. And that's why they didn't show him on the, you know, that's why they didn't show the footage. That's why they didn't do anything. They really didn't want to get him out of there until they got him responsive. Once they got him responsive, they got him out. So concussions are are fucking dangerous. What concussions can lead to is is besides the CTE factor, that thing that everybody loves to play down, it could lead to hematomas. And what a hematoma is is the swelling of a brain. And if their brain swells and you then get a fucking brain bleed, you can die. Okay, I don't want to see anybody in this sport die, okay? I've already had to witness a bunch you know, unfortunately, the last what was I think like seven, eight years ago, we had like four guys die in the ring. That's not OK, man. You know what I mean? We love this sport. They love this sport. And that's fantastic. But if you're hurt and they could stop it, good, good on them. And, for, and to, to, to finish off with for anybody out there and this goes to whatever the fuck that I don't even know this fucking person's username on Twitter or Facebook or wherever the fuck she put it on. That went on a fucking rant talking about, oh, well, it's just a concussion. Oh, I was hoping he was going to be out even longer. He needs to be out of the ring. All because people don't like the fact that he's not the greatest promo in the world. That he's not the greatest this in the world or the greatest that in the world. He's a guy who's gotten himself over, but he because he's not a gigantic super goddamn megastar who's fucking rainbows out your ass or whatever the fuck. People want him gone in a nasty, nasty way. And that's not fucking okay. Okay? I don't, I, I hate Nick Patrick. I hate Nick Patrick with a passion. I'm not going to go down the street and blow his brains out because I hated everything he did from the fucking 90s. No. You know, that if you don't like him, you don't like him. I remember when I didn't like the ass boys. 
You know, I remember when I hated Billy Gunn. Look at him now. Look at him now. Look at him now. Um, and so much credit to referee Paul Turner for like instantly recognizing that Hangman is out. Stop, get the doctor in. Stop yeah, the match. Get on Paul. Get on Paul Turner. Such great instincts and well training, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, massive respect too to MJF and Mox for closing, improvising, closing the show. Impro. And, um. You know, even though everybody was still kind of concerned about Hangman, they still delivered two great promos. And now we know officially MJF is going to face Marks for the title at full gear. Sir, can't wait for it. It's going to be a good one. Going to be a good one. The question is, though, is this really just a now it's time to hand it over or do we play it out? I mean, they've they've got to pull that trigger while it's hot. I think so. They have it now. That is the one good thing about AEW. When the trigger's hot, when it's when it, when it when the slingshot is at its peak, they they always know when to pull. Yeah, I don't think they'd be forgiven um, if MJF didn't win the title again. Yeah, no. Like now, now's his time. Yeah, like we're we're looking at, or I'm looking at this like uh like when Hangman beat Kenny, there was no other way. It had to be done. finds the jury's page waiting to still be written. What would you write there, boys? Dare you write your names on that page? We haven't reigned for all these months and broadcast halfway around the world to be troubled by a zombie from North Carolina. When the walker comes knocking on our door, let's give him some sugar, boys. Let's give them some Welsh sugar. They've always said we're too small, too slow, we're too weak, too full of fear. Like a man or heat, you sons of speed, and they fall around us. We are still here. Make no mistake about it, Travis, to Walker Anderson. You will see the whites of our eyes. You will hear the songs in our souls. You will feel the beats the drums thundering through the valleys, and you will know you have been to war with the Welsh, and we never surrender. Biff and your job, a man or Heaven's blessings attend her. While we live, we will cherish, protect, and defend her. Though the scorner may sneer at and witlings defame her, still our hearts swell with gladness whenever we hear her name. Hoorah, hoorah, the old North State forever. Hoorah, hoorah, the good old North State. For years, I have been belittled, picked on, made fun of because I'm a good old-fashioned country boy from here in North Carolina. You did it yourself, Captain. You did it yourself a few weeks ago with your little video. Faith in I'm a nobody, acting like I'm nothing because I'm from North Carolina. 
I'm glad that you found your passion for your home. I never lost my passion for mine. I'm proud to be an American. I am proud to be from North Carolina. These 13 stripes on this flag represent the 13 original colonies. One of the first 13 was North Carolina. Your little baby dragons from Wells. I know they were not flying dragons. They were nothing special. They're just glorified lizards. Because North Carolina was first in flight. You were talking about sports. You had soccer players and all this other shit because that's on their little mascot. You got your little jersey on. Let's talk sports. Baseball. One of the greatest baseball players of all time, Babe Ruth, hit his first home run here in North Carolina. Michael Jordan. One of the greatest basketball players of all time from North Carolina. The greatest wrestler of all time, Ric Flair, North Carolina. Woo! Hoorah! Hoorah! Tag teams, the Hardy Boys, F-T-R, from here in North Carolina. Kenny, by God, Omega doesn't come down to the ring to hear Justin Roberts say he once wrestled in Wales. No, because Kenny Omega understands that greatness comes from this state. And that's why Justin Roberts says that he once wrestled in North Carolina. I am sick and tired of pretending that North Carolina is shit. I am sick and tired of people like you belittling where I'm from. You did an entire show gimmicked off of pirates. One of the greatest pirates in the history books, Blackbeard, was from North Carolina. The monster among men, Braun Strowman, Shane Helms, Shannon Moore. You like dragons so much. One of the greatest dragons of all time, Ricky. The dragon steamboat was from North Carolina. Hoorah, hoorah. You see, Captain, you may have lost your passion for your country, and it may be bad now. I never lost mine. I got the strike on my arm. I got the flag on my hat. And I have the passion and love in my heart. Cypher, you're going to side with these clowns? Even though you you yourself are a North Carolinian. You need to recognize what side you were on. 
and who you are with. Are you with your fucking brother, me, Travis the Walker Anderson, Moses Marquez? I know, I know that you've been having doubt. I know, I see it. Your boy, they don't have your back. They don't. See, Chad and Dazzy, they got this big head like they're about to blast to the moon like Cameron Grimes. But you can't go to the moon like Cameron Grimes. If you're not from North Carolina, it just doesn't happen. So, Captain Chad Promo Series, bring whoever you got. Bring whatever you got. I don't give a shit because at Promo Series, I will be your American Nightmare. Hoorah! Funny thing about being Welsh, we're always the underdogs. No matter how much history stands behind us, no matter what legacy we leave behind, we're always the underdogs. Doesn't matter if we're facing the English, the Irish, the Italians, New Zealanders, we're always the underdogs. And that's fine. Because there isn't a true Welshman alive that wouldn't run through brick fucking walls just to stand on a ledge and yell, Amaohid. Because we are. Still here. We're going nowhere. Me against anyone in match wrestling is a mismatch. Since 2018, I have laid the table for the biggest and best promo bouts between the very best in the game. I was always the observer. I sat on my throne and watched the beautiful chaos I created. So when I finally stepped into the arena and picked up a mic, it was never about trophies and trinkets. It was never for glory. It was simply to stand toe to toe with the best. And dare I say, I did just that. But I was still the underdog. All these accomplished champions against me? The architect of this pantheon of promos? No contest, right? Wrong. See, I may have started out an underdog, but I outlasted everyone, Omar or Heed. 
You just said, I finally found love for this country. No, 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 no. I've been flying that red, white, and green from the day I was born. My first tattoo was made in Wales. My second tattoo was a freaking dragon. I've been speaking this historic language since I was five years old. In fact, I don't remember a time where I wasn't bilingual. You see, I'm the last of a dying breed. I'm in the 30% of this nation's people that actually speak Welsh. I would cut this whole promo in Welsh, but let's not complicate things. You've listed all the famous wrestlers that come from North Carolina, Flair, the Hardys, and hey, there's nobody famous in wrestling from Wales. Nobody. But you know what? This town, sorry, city, is famous as a whole. In 2022, the whole world knows our name. Another funny thing about being Welsh, we always say, so long as we beat the English, we don't care. Well, you see, after all this time, over 200 days as your world champion, the longest in match wrestling history, let me say this, so long as I beat the walker, I don't care. See, I beat the walker by a technicality at Promo Slam. It wasn't a clean win, it wasn't a satisfying win, it was a cheap win. We couldn't, he couldn't make it to the fight. So I walked away without a scratch. But that's not how I want my legacy to be written. The Welsh have a history of picking fights bigger than them, and maybe the Walker has achieved more than me, maybe he was going to beat me at Promo Slam. And that's all the more reason to face him again at Promo Series. Because come what may, Kesara, Sara, that's not Welsh. We need to finish this properly. And whether I finally put the zombie in the ground or whether he walks away as champion again, one thing is for damn certain. I'm a different animal these days. I'm not just a captain. I'm representing this country, this glorious nation of songs and medieval blood, of breathtaking scenery and unquenching pride. The land of Sir Anthony Hopkins, of Tom Jones, of Michael fucking Sheen, and the stereophonics. Then again, it could be Chad. In which case, the Welsh still win. Either way, there is a storm coming to your gates. At Promo Series 7, it's going to take something special to save the House of Ashes because you've got two dragons coming to burn that motherfucker to the ground. So, on to the A to B of Retro Rewind. SMR Podcast Network. You should be listening. Anyways. All right. So, the Retro we, um unfortunately, finals week is, has been extended. I did not realize that every single one of my or sorry, I said midterms it was one different week. And right now I have three. So we're looking at a November return uh, as of right now, but it's going to be up in the air. We'll find out some more for sure. Worst case scenario, we're going to crack down in December and go bananas with that. And uh, yeah, we'll see from there, but it's, it's looking good. We're still in November of 96 for anybody who has yet to catch up. Make sure you watch uh, 95 Survivor Series and World War 3 from WCW also November 95 
time for that fun part of the week where we pick, or rather Moses picks, the Geek of the Week. Pencil neck geek, gritty freak, scum sucking beard with a lousy physique. He's a one man, no cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. All right, let's go. Improv Geek of the Week. Absolute Improv Geek of the Week. And the only reason I'm calling him a geek this week is because this is the total geekiest video I've ever seen to say that you got double booked. And it goes this week to the machine gun Carl Anderson. This is not necessarily a knock, nor uh, nor is it uh, a praise. So it's kind of just I got to label somebody and the biggest geek this week was Carl Anderson saying that he was double booked and the reason why he he's cannot make it to uh, defend his uh, the never open weight belt. I forget where at some uh, New Japan Strong show because they did not clear it with the big LG who apparently is his manager all of a sudden. Just I don't know. It's it's funny how they're trying to play this off. I don't know what exactly how or what exactly they're trying to do. But uh, for those who know, Carl Anderson is the current, uh, not IWTV, but he's the current never open weight champion for New Japan Pro Wrestling. He was set to defend the belt, I want to say, against Tomatonga. And, well, now they're fucking signed to the E. So, curious how this is going to go. But, yeah. Double booked my ass. Double booked my ass, exactly. He was like, if I take it with me, they they won't ask for it back. You know, like you should have known. You signed with WWE. That's all of your commitments gone. All your commitments gone. Well, I mean, the 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 way they're talking about it is, oh well, I'm booked for the Saudi show, and it's like I'm sure they could get away out of that Saudi show. I'm sure they could figure out some cool weird way, but I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm sure that the the Saudi shows were one of the reasons he said he'd never go back to WWE. That a. Hmm. There we go. Pot calling oh, the kettle black machine over gun. here, this guy. God darn you, Carl. Carl, finally this week for the bestler of the week. Um, okay. Um, I'm not gonna go with the sympathy vote for Hangman. Uh, even though I, I mean it was a good match, yeah. But I keep going back to somebody that really stood out for me this week uh, in the ring, and that being someone who shouldn't be an interim champion, but Tony Storm. Tony Storm seems to be getting better every week. Either that, or she's just growing on us. Yeah. Um. Like I like I keep saying. Get rid of fucking interim. Just she's the women's champion. Women champ. Uh, and also Soraya again getting very physical with Britt this week, leaving I mean, no doubts that she is cleared. Right, she's cleared. I guess. I think. I guess. <laughs> we'll see, man. And this is what Ronda was talking about in WWE this week. Like there should be women's rivalries that aren't about the title. Mm-hmm. Facts. Like you, you got plenty not, not of women in has WWE. to be about gold. Yeah, exactly. Especially when your roster's bloated. Right. Like, look at NXT. You got Cora Jade and Roxanne. Like, at each other's throats. Mm-hmm. It's not for a title, but they used to be tag team champions. 
You can make up feuds. You can build right? stories. It is possible. So thank you for spending your Thursday with us. Here's the socials again. You can find us on the evil Twitter machine at Max Rousing UK and the Captain 512 and the SMR Podnet. Check out the website maxwrestling.net and don't forget to hit the sub or the follow button on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the socials. And now let's snap your pants on like geeks because this is what Moses has for you this week. That's right. As you guys have heard, Retro still on a tad bit of the high 80 and Bolt Rant we put on hold for... Um, at this point, we're thinking until maybe after the bye week, but maybe the rest of the season, but uh, all up in the air. But for sure, what's hitting and the for sure thing you could be following is the TikTok Max Wrestling on TikTok, Max Wrestling UK on TikTok. I've been going to do my best to drop it one to two videos every day. I would like some comments, some reviews, some, you know, share it. Come on back with me. Interaction is key in TikTok and the idea of interaction Goes not only with TikTok, but again with Facebook, because we are trying to crown a brand new MVP that's not Travis DeWalker Anderson. So make sure you're getting on that as well. Max Wrestling on Facebook. Yeah. Um, no new episode of Throne Zone this week, but there will be a, that final episode of the season next week as we close out the House of the Dragon with the final two episodes. Sweet. Um, and then speaking of new shows, well, that's not a new show, but... When one show ends, another one begins. Uh, a friendly reminder that Max Wrestling Reloaded is coming your way early November. Uh, classic episodes re-edited and reproduced for your listening pleasure. That's right. Now, with that said, join us next week for our Halloween special. Oh, spooky. I don't quite know what's going to happen, but I know there's going to be some cobwebs. Hey, let's go. I like it. You've been watching the Cap and Mo. Goodbye. Mwah. And good night. Bye. Counting down the days to our walk down that ass.